0: This episode is brought to you by Lou Webb Collection. Lou creates a signature style Panama and Fedora hat collection showcasing her love of exquisite feathers, ribbons, leathers, and handmade buttons. Find her on Facebook or Instagram at Lou Webb Collection or on her website. Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business. From someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learn with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and today we'll be talking about what happens to your small biz when you aren't there. I think this is a really important topic for us to cover. So as always, we'll talk about my experience with West of the Waves, and then we'll bring in today's amazing guest, Fiona Baird from Apple Tree Flats. I'm so excited about this interview. If you aren't following Fee, you should be. She's hilarious and she's currently in quarantine in Perth and she's decided that she wants to try out being vegetarian and vegan. So, she's she's posting some funny, funny content at the moment. But first, husband, welcome. How are you, Brian?
1: Good, thanks, wifey. <laughs> Just uh, celebrated our wedding anniversary.
0: We have five years.
1: Went like that, people.
0: Oh, parts of it went fast. Parts of it. Parts of it went slow.
1: The giving birth part. <laughs>
0: let's not talk about that.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get straight into it. What would happen to West of the Ways, God forbid something were to happen to you. Well, let's not think like dire. Let's just like think that you got a nail pulled out or something, and you had to go <laughs> away for a week.
0: Well, I think to be honest, this is something that I have been thinking about recently, not because I'm worried about something happening to me, but, you know, if I was to get sick or unwell, nobody knows how to run my business. So I I have been putting a lot of thought into um, a succession plan. We've employed some staff into the business And I need to get a bit better at having policies and procedures and communicating what's going on in the business. Because if I was to be taken out of the business, the business couldn't run. And that's not necessarily a good model.
1: Mm. Yeah. What do they call that?
0: Succession planning.
1: Now, what do they call that business model where it's got like one pillar? i
0: fucked up, basically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. I do
0: try. Uh, you know, I don't want to make that sound like I've got no, I, no idea what I'm doing. My accountant is excellent. Um, I do have policies and procedures. I do have employees that know what's going on. But we're a small business and I am the key employee. I'm the one. It's my vision. I know what's going on. I mean, would you know what to do if I was not here? No. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I need to rectify that.
1: I don't even know the, the pin number to our
0: safe. <laughs> well, I have told you <laughs> multiple times, but I think if a large portion of small business owners, I think that if they were really honest, then, you know, it's probably the case that their business couldn't run without them. And it's something that we really need to focus on and put effort into rectifying.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because you can't just be relying on yourself because you will get worn out one day and you will need someone to step in for you. Yeah. What about if you were just to take a, a holiday?
0: Um, My business runs pretty smoothly if I take a holiday, um, mainly because I've got people who can pack orders for me. Um, I have a app that I use for like posting. planning all of my social media posts. So that, that marketing element still happens. Mm-hmm. So the products are still being shown to the customers. The packages are still being packed, but for growth, I suppose, and, um, ordering of new stock or replacement of stock or um, pop-up shops, those sorts of things. Design of new stock. Design of new stock. Those sorts of things don't happen if I take a holiday because they're, you know, all tasks that I do
1: in the business. So um, do you want or do you have a succession plan?
0: I am in the process of doing a succession plan, I suppose, But realistically, I need, you know, a way to communicate all of those different things because, and I think that's, you know, procedures, writing everything down or having a manual because there's passwords and there's PIN numbers and there's processes that I do that I, you know, need to be able to hand. It's not that I need to hand them over to someone else. It's that if something were to happen... Somebody else needs to know what to do.
1: Like if you're surfing beside uh, Mr. Fanning and a great white comes and grabs you, like that's, <laughs> that's the sort of shit you got to be worried about. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're riding on a horse and you just get stuck, you hit a tree or something and you fall off and hurt your Let's arm. Let's not
0: and- talk about me injuring myself or becoming dead. Okay, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> if you became the world finalist in Camp Drive, God. Okay. All right. So, do you think other small businesses have succession plans?
0: Look, I think some do, and I think some don't. But what this podcast more podca- than not, you reckon? I-, I would say more than not. I guess it depends on the size. If it's just a, you know, if it's just a smaller business with just the owner being the person who works within the business, then the chances are that they don't. But what this podcast is all about is like being open and honest and not making anybody feel like they've done the wrong thing or, you know, just telling people where it's at, sharing information, helping people along the way. I don't have this area of my business perfect, but I am working on it. Mm -hmm. And I think even by mentioning it and bringing it up, you might just prompt someone else to think, actually... I really need to get onto that. Mm -hmm. So, with our guest Fee today, um, Fee works on live export ships. So, there are periods of time where she is away from her business for six weeks and then in a situation like she's in now where upon return to Australia after taking that ship abroad, she's had to do two weeks quarantine. And I meant no disrespect to any vegetarians or vegans in the introduction today, but Fee is just trying out the food. Um, It was something that she wanted to try and she decided that she was going to try it while she was in quarantine and someone else was doing the cooking for her. And her, um, her videos and content is quite funny. Can't wait to see them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so what what advice would you give to small business about succession planning or putting it in place?
0: Yeah, I think it's something you really need to think about. And I guess what I think about is that if, if something were to happen to me, if I was unwell and I went to hospital or, you know, God forbid, anything happens and someone made an order, would anybody know that the order had come in? Would anybody know to pack that order? Or would there be a customer... Sitting there thinking...
1: No one cares about me.
0: Well, this lady is rude. She's taken my money and she hasn't sent my parcel. Um, And I guess that's what it really comes down to. Bill payment, um, you know, finances. Like I said, our accountants across an element of the business. We have employees that are across elements of the business. If if we do go away on holidays, it's more though that I engage that person to come in and pack the orders. So, if something were to happen to me, there isn't really that process in place for someone to then like say, this is what needs to be done. I'm the person who's driving all of the tasks that need to be achieved. And if I'm taken out, there's no one giving direction to the business. And that is something that I really need to work on. I know I briefly introduced Fee at the top of the podcast, but I just wanted to take a little bit more time to talk about her. Fee is based in Toowoomba. And she is the owner of Apple Tree Flat, where she makes stunning shirts, spats, I don't know if you call them spats, we'll get on to that, kerchiefs and some beautiful dresses. Fee is a New Zealander, and she's a very straight talker. Plus, she's downright hilarious. (laughs) In her own words, she's not afraid to take the piss. And in addition to all of that, Fee also works away on live export ships. And what I wanted to talk to Fee about today was what happens to your small business when you aren't in the country. So Fee, welcome and thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast today. Could we maybe start by you telling us what you did before Apple Tree Flat?
2: Morning. Um, Okay, so before (laughs) Apple Tree Flat, I was a makeup artist. Um, Wow. Yeah, so I studied art and design in New Zealand and I went on to be a self-employed makeup artist for about four years in New Zealand. And Mm -hmm. I came to Australia with um, high hopes of becoming world famous uh, makeup (laughs) artist, but uh, the pool was huge. And I was probably about, you know, five to 10 years behind all these Australian girls who had so much more um, experience and technology at their hands as well. Yes. So, yeah, and then I'm raised on a cattle station in New Zealand. And mm-hmm. I decided to go back to my roots and become a Jillaroo. So I was a Jillaroo for six or seven years before I became um, a live export stock lady, before uh, becoming a designer, a clothing designer, and manufacturer. I was, yeah, I started doing this in about 2000. And shit, I have to think now. Oh my goodness, I should have thought about this before I came on the show. 2014, (laughs) 15 is when I started designing and making my own kerchiefs.
0: Oh, wow. So what was your reasoning to think, I'm just going to pick up and go to Australia? That was all to do with the makeup artistry? That and the industry I
2: was working in in New Zealand, there was a lot of hard drugs. Mm. Yeah, behind the scenes in entertainment. And I didn't like the fact that people were so fake yeah, and yeah I think hard drugs or cocaine etc whatever was coming into the scene over there unfortunately uh, that's just the way it is that's the real world and uh, it's Hollywood baby you know oh yeah it's terrible so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get out because that wasn't my
0: scene no not at all not my scene either no and so can you tell us a little bit more about Apple Tree Flat Apple Tree Flat is quite a
2: different small business now where do I start I wanted to keep Apple Tree Flat extremely real and in the beginning that was quite easy because I could talk to people one-on-one. I had uh, you know I'd get five or ten customers a day and it was really easy and it was a great way to build relationships and of course it's exploded now and I'd do my best to still keep that one-on-one with everybody mm-hmm. but it will take a Over the next six months, I'll be making a few changes. I'll have to go. I'll have to put some things online, and I will have to pre-make some orders, meaning it's custom wear. Apple Tree Flat is custom wear clothing. Mm -hmm. And I have a small team, a small dedicated team plus myself. And in the beginning, it was not a drama. Mm -hmm. You know, we could handle it. And then we make such a brilliant product that it's through word of mouth. It has exploded. And um, I'm not struggling to keep up, but I I really want to keep it real where I can talk to somebody through Messenger on the phone or an email because a lot of my customers aren't on social media. Yes, right. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, mature women from out on the cattle stations who've got emails, and that's how they contact me. So Apple Tree Flats real. There's no uh, facade. It's not fake. If I am having a a big drama, I'm not – too shy to let my customers know, look, we've had a drama with your order. It's going to be a bit late. We're going to remake it. Whatever, we've got the size wrong, we'll redo it. Yeah. And I'm very, very grateful for my customers because I'm predominantly my um, target market is country woman and country women are used to not having everything going smoothly. Yes. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure it pisses some people off. Well, if you want to get on the internet and click of a button and you've got a dress coming in three days, that's fine. Or if you want to talk to me and you want to enter in the bank details and do a transaction and give me your real size, talk to me directly and let me get your vibe of who you are so I can make sure that the shirt or the dress or whatever you've ordered suits you. Well, you've got two options there. And I think some people like the option of being able to click and have a garment arrive a few days later. And then there's other people that like to message me and have a conversation for three days while we work out what's going to be right for them. So there's a market for everybody, you
0: know. Oh, that's so good. How did you arrive at the products that, you know, because I obviously am a country girl as well. I've grown up on a cattle station all my life. Mm -hmm. So your tab front tees and Mm -hmm. kerchiefs for sun protection, Mm -hmm. your spats. Do you call them spats? What is a spat? so boot protectors
2: oh yeah we, i call them burbusters, the BBs.
0: yeah so i think in different states they call them different things but we've always called them spats Well interesting i yeah. like
2: that yeah I, I try and come up with a different name for everything uh just to have a bit of fun with it um instead of having a scrunchie i've got a scrunchie because yeah. a scrunchies <laughs> you know and i've designed the scrunchie itself i've it's a certain width there's a certain amount of material I want in there there's a certain amount of premium elastic I want it sewn a certain way on the inside so it doesn't break I think of everything that got me as a jillaroo mm-hmm. that I couldn't have I never wore shirts as a jillaroo I was always a t-shirt girl with a bandana I had a bit of a look going makeup big hair and it didn't bother me I still worked um, just as hard as the boys yes, yeah, me too. and got just as much done yeah so I came to discover that so many jillaroos were all different sizes and girls on the land, you know, we're all different sizes and it's really hard to find a shirt for a lot of women that fits you perfectly and makes you feel great and sexy and fabulous and stunning while, you know, you're cleaning out a trough or dehorning calves or... So I wanted to provide women on the land a shirt that they could come up with themselves with premium quality materials Mm -hmm. at a really good price. So whether you are a shit kicker and coming in on, you know, a couple of hundred dollars a week, or you are the, the property owner, I wanted everyone to be able to have access to a really quality product and look fabulous. So what it was is being able to have people come and say, right, fee, I'm a size 16 around the bust, but I'm smaller in the waist, which is my, that's exactly what I am. I am a 16 around the bust and a 14, 12 to 14 Mm -hmm. waist. And I could never find anything that would make me feel good, you know. I felt like a balloon all the time in these big shirts, thick cotton. I was always sweating. And yeah, so I researched some really great material wholesalers in Indonesia while I was over there working. And I went to some pretty dodgy places to find this material. One place in particular I had to have a bodyguard. Oh, wow. uh, Tana Abang it's called. It's an underground textile market in Indonesia. And look, the prices of the material you just can't compare and the quality as well. So it's been a hard road forming relationships with those guys to be able to bring the product. But overall, what it is, it's about women turning up working hard and looking fabulous and feeling oh, great so good. and having something that suits everybody type,
0: you know. Yeah, and that makes total sense to me because with what I do with West of the Waves, mm. it's all about that. It's mm. all about I'm really tall. I live yeah. on a cattle property. I live in central Queensland where it is hot. Yeah. I don't want to wear a pencil skirt where you – feel like your legs are rubbing together or something along those lines it's awful I want nice natural fabrics I want them a decent length I want to have a pocket correct yeah it's all of those Uh, things Do you know that is the one thing
2: the most popular uh, custom design we do is the extra arm length or the extra body length for riding horses I always ask the girls do you want extra length so you can tuck it in so while you're riding it's not Mm -hmm. pulling up and pulling up out the back yeah, and a lot of women want to keep their phone in their chest, in their pockets. so we do the custom-sized pockets as well if you want. Um, we can make yep. you a standard shirt or we can do a custom-made, like customise
0: it with length, et cetera. And I just love the kerchiefs because, um, you know, ever since we were little – mustering all the time my dad would make us wear a scarf he'd always make us to put our hair in a ponytail earrings and then have a scarf because he was like just because you want to work outside with the boys doesn't mean you have to look like them exactly
2: and that's it you know you want to turn up you want to be a woman you can work hard but you can look fab you know that's the thing
0: yeah Um, it's so good Mm. so livex how'd you get into that oh
2: okay so i was up in cape york working up there uh running a wiener camp at Dunbar and I left and I wanted to be a policewoman. Mm-hmm. so I went down I was trying out for the police and a good friend of mine um was killed in an accident and I'd noticed I just decided I want to go and do something else I'll go up to Darwin uh, I did a stint on a property just out of Darwin for a, um, a female doctor up there and looked after her property and I uh, just decided it wasn't for me. I wanted to get in. I wanted to make more money, actually. That's really what it came down to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make more money. But I love cattle so much, and so I was thinking my education hadn't sort of set me up for a managerial role or anything like that, you know, agricultural. Um, you know, I was trained in art. So I thought, well, I'll just see if I can poke on up to Darwin and see what's happening up there. I heard there was lots of export yards, and I heard that the pay was great, and there was lots of opportunities to do training, et cetera. So that's how I started. I rolled into Darwin and I saw Santa Van Export Depot on the left-hand side and pulled in there, met Ben and uh, Simone Seidel and just instant click, worked in there, experienced my first Mm build-up. When people say they go troppo, I now absolutely understand what that is. And that's I was in the yards and the exporter was there. I'd I'd met him quite a few times. And he said to me, you should jump on a ship. I think you'd suit it. And so I thought it was going to be a one-off. Yeah. It was, um, you know, because there wasn't any woman on the boats back then. I think there was two or three. And so, yeah, I just, we, everyone pumped me up. They even delivered me down to the boat. I remember everybody coming with me, the vet, all the workers from the export depot, everybody. It was a huge, huge adventure. And I did the trip. And at the very end of it, they contacted me and said, Can you jump on the next one? You've done a, a lovely job. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I did. And that was it. And that's how it started. And I was really, from the very beginning, I was staunch about welfare and I was never backed down and did not kiss any butt. I was just myself.
0: And um, sure, I made lots of mistakes, but that's how you learn, isn't it? Absolutely. That's exactly how you learn. And Fee, what happens to Apple Tree Flat when you're on a ship when you're heading off overseas? Wow, okay, one word, David.
2: David yes. is my partner and he is absolutely my biggest supporter. Yeah. He um, runs a dozer out bush, but he comes home whenever my freight's coming in. He comes home and he wraps and he stacks and he does everything for me. And I talk oh to him God. over Wi-Fi on the ship. So yeah. I'm the only one that really knows what's going on with Applebee Flat, which is a control thing. Yeah. And it's got me into trouble in situations like, you know, where I've needed someone else to do something for me while I'm away. But without David, I couldn't do it. Absolutely not. I I probably could, but I would have to tell my customers, you're really going to have to wait. And I mean, in this instance, I'll be away for 65 days. Oh my goodness. So with the Wi Fi, if I go on a ship, I won't jump on a ship now if it hasn't got Wi Fi. Uh, that's probably the first thing mm-hmm. I ask when an exporter calls me. And yeah, I just um, converse with David, let him know when the freight's coming in because I do all my um, orders through the Wi Fi. I'll let, normally let my mm-hmm. customers know hey guys, I'm out for a bit. You can contact me. Don't be angry if you don't hear from me straight away. Um, and everyone's been fabulous, really fabulous. I'm so lucky. And then I just let everyone know, Dave's wrapping and stacking. Sorry about his handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) But he's fabulous, and he's the only way I can keep going. Taking orders, I normally either shut them down while I'm on a boat. I've always got fresh kerchiefs being made, so I send them to Dave, and then he'll send me the photos and I'll put them up on my Instagram. People will contact me. I'll flick a message through to David, righto. Carly from that station wants six. She wants these ones. And this is her address. And, yeah, as long as I've got enough Wi-Fi to talk to my customers and post on Instagram, I'm pretty good. And then I can just deal with everything with David. In that respect, without David, I don't know how I could do this. I don't really know how I did it before now.
0: Yeah, Oh, that's amazing. Such oh, it's good amazing, teamwork. I too lucky. Must feel so good to have someone yeah. who's so supportive.
2: It's the it's a life changer when a woman finds a man that supports her so much on her good days and her bad days, regardless of how she's looking or feeling or whatever, that is life man it's a life changer it's a game changer
0: yeah i totally get that and you know funny story Mm. today yeah is um our wedding anniversary we've been married for five years today happy anniversary (laughs) oh congratulations and we got married a little later i was 33 and my husband was 34 and uh neither of us had been married before we had you know um some relationships or whatever yeah but we just were later. We did career things and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it is so, I'm probably being sentimental because it's our wedding anniversary, but it's just so nice to be married to somebody. Like I, I, I appreciate the fact that we didn't get married until we were older yeah. because I think if we were younger, I don't know, we just wouldn't have been the people that we are. I, and being older, we're just very supportive of each other, really work together well as a team. And, yeah, I couldn't do what I do without him. So we touched on social media there. So advertising, um, you know, advertising on social media, it's just part of doing business these days. It just gives you access to so many more customers. And you can still manage to keep that up when you're on the ship? Yeah, and dribs and drabs. So, for example, yeah.
2: on the last voyage I was on, there was um, we went through some bad weather several times and so my wi-fi wasn't very strong at all mm-hmm. but when I came into port so we did a, a, several different ports we had to drop off cattle we had to pick up fodder pick up new crew so we had about four different ports on the whole journey so while I was in there I managed to catch up with everybody mm-hmm. and normally before I go away I let everybody know hey I'm going to be away this is what I'm doing and so I let everybody know pretty much Or if I can see that someone's trying to get onto me and I can't respond to them, I'll just um, get on sat phone and call David. David, this person's trying to get onto me. This is their Instagram handle. Can you just let them know? I don't know. I seem to make it work. But I think everybody that knows Apple Tree Flat knows that I have this uh, separate lifestyle as well. And like I said to you before, the, the girls that I deal with, my demographic, they get it. They're cool. You know, yeah, so but um, on board, yeah, it is difficult, and as soon as I get good Wi Fi or if I get into a port, I'm bang, I'm just overloaded with like photos because so many people send me photos and I love it, and yeah. that's the spice of it, you know, just watching everybody in their jobs or the city girls are out and they're partying with
0: their ribbons in, and um, you've got a girl cleaning out a trough and she gets. It's a photo for me. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And what, you know, that probably leads into what do you love about Apple Tree Flower? What do you love about your business?
2: The people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm a terrible bookkeeper, as David has found out. The money never really comes into it for me, which is terrible as a businesswoman. I'm not, you know, I remember there was a lady that ghosted me. She made a huge order Mm -hmm. and she was a funny sort of a size. And like, you know, that I'm a straight talker, I was like, no, I'm Not happy about this. So I went onto my Instagram and I was like, look, we're a small business. If you're going to ghost me, you know, come on, this is no good. And the woman that came out of the woodwork and were like, oh my God, Fee, I'm sorry I haven't paid my bill. And I was like, oh "Oh, shit, (laughs) I felt (laughs) terrible. But um, everyone's super honest. And um, Dave is really got to he controls the finances now because I'm just too into making sure everyone's happy and they've got what they want and they look great so that teamwork's coming out again
0: yeah (laughs) pretty much (laughs) I have been enjoying your social media so much you know oftentimes with the business and whatever you don't necessarily get to answer reply back to all the stories and everything that you like I try to engage on things but um oh shit every time I see something on your page I laugh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I
2: just love to um, be normal. Uh, just keep it real. Yeah. You know, um, there's absolutely, you know, a lot of Instagram, and that's everyone's prerogative. Um, I'm not tech savvy enough to be flash. No. So I I don't know how to do all the special filters and all that sort of stuff, or I don't know what hashtags to use or anything, and I've never even tried to learn about it. No. I just get on there and be myself and have a laugh.
0: Oh, I think you're doing a great job.
2: Oh, thank you very much because I had a friend who studied communications and when I first started, and because I just talked like I normally talk, which is I dropped the F-bomb every now and then, you know, and I'm just who I am. And because you know what? A lot of women are just like me. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember uh, my gal pal, she contacted me and said, well, you can't say that on your Instagram. And I just said, well, you know what? I can. And I don't, I'm not trying to be anybody else. Um, and I'm not going to be arrogant enough to say, well, people don't like it. They can go elsewhere. That's not where I'm at. But it's just,
0: I, I mean, everyone needs not. It. It's okay to be you. It's okay to be yeah. real. And I think I think that's what you can do on social media, and that's probably why your business is the way that it is, is because you actually can choose your tribe. Like if you just be yourself, then you will attract the people that like that. And if they don't, they don't have to follow you.
2: That's the thing. And I've done quite a few collaborations with some great gal pals, and I don't like this thing where it's you can enter this giveaway if you follow me and tag me in that. I'm not into that. That's why I always say, unfollow me after the competition if you're not yeah. into me." You know, yeah. that's what I like about Apple Tree flats flats—completely organic, and that's the only advertising I do. Yeah. You know, um, although I did just win the Australian Post Small Business Hero Award mm-hmm. in Brisbane. And I was so grateful for that. And they sent out some beautiful um, cards to my demographic. So it was quite huge, really. Uh, So that was some advertising, I guess. That's my first real big advertising campaign that I wasn't – Australia Post controlled it. Yeah. And I was really proud of that. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was wrapping gifts in my lounge, you know, and – um, racing down to Mitre 10 to get more tape and I had just won this Australian Post Award. Oh, and I
0: congratulations. Put... That's amazing.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I, I am so proud that myself and my small team, and we've been through hell and back this year. We had a rogue team member, and she nearly finished me, you know. So we're just coming back from that now. So we'll be back in time to open up for Christmas for new orders. Mm -hmm. But that's real. That's the reality of running a business like this.
0: Sophie, finally, I always like to ask other small business owners, look, it's probably for me as much as it is for the listeners because I I learn a lot. Um, What's your best hack? What's your best piece of advice? It could be time-saving. It could just be an app you use. Uh, Well, my best hack would be... Get a David. No, <laughs> <laughs> get a David.
2: No, I think my best hack would be be honest.
0: Yeah, I totally I feel you. And don't be scared to fail. Now, look, if anyone's looking for Apple Tree Flat, how do they find you? How do they get in touch? In Instagram Apple Tree Flats underscore
2: NZ is my handle. I have a Facebook page too. You can contact me on Facebook Messenger, Apple Tree Flat NZ, and I will give you my email, which is Apple Tree Flat. NZ at gmail.com. Go onto the site if you want to give me a call,
0: give me a call. Oh, V, thank you so, so much for your time today. I can hear my kids in the background squawking because they've just finished their smoko. So we'll wrap up. But honestly, thank you so much. And I hope people find you. Yeah.
2: And um, by the way, you're an absolute inspiration yourself. So well done. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Everybody, welcome yeah. to this afternoon's wrap up snap quiz.
0: Oh, here we go.
1: As always, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Three try and answer them as briefly as possible. Okay, I've tried to say something different at each time I've asked these questions to try and get there, it brought down and summed up a little bit quicker. Okay, so we'll see how we go, people. I think we might have a win today. Does your business operate smoothly? When you're not here.
0: Um, yes. But. Yes, but. <laughs> Sorry. All the reasons that I said in the previous segment uh-huh. are that, you know, I, I am the person who gives the direction of what needs to be done. So, if I was to go out on holidays- and not give, you know, if, well, if I'm taken out of the picture, that direction doesn't get given, mm-hmm. but there are elements of the business that I think slow down when I am away from it, the orders still get packed, um, social media and advertising still goes ahead, but growth and new products and Stock And those Mm -hmm. sorts of things are the things that slow down. So when I come back, I do have a backlog of work. And I think for the business to grow further, I need to have some more processes in place to keep that all ticking over. Because really it comes back to freedom. So, I started this business so that I could be present for our family. I could provide an income for, it, for you know, my my income to our family so mm-hmm. that we can do the things that we want to do. So I never want it to become a burden where it stops me from having those freedoms to do things with our family. And I think, you know, you've got to continue to grow and you've got to put those processes in place so that things can run smoothly when you're not there.
1: So that leads on to my next Question. Mm-hmm. Have you got a plan in place or a succession plan?
0: Not yet. I'm working on it. Excellent. <laughs> there you go. That was a quick answer.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's possible for a small business to get to the stage where the owner can step out or step back and the business still operate smoothly? Yeah,
0: definitely. And that's the goal. I think that's the goal. I think you'll find too, though, with, um, with small business, I enjoy my business. I enjoy it so much. So... I'm I don't feel like I'm working when I'm doing things with West of the Waves. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like something where I need to take a holiday from it. But again, I know that I'm, you know, reiterating this again. I want to have that freedom to be part of what our family is doing and I don't ever want it to become a burden. Um but I don't think that it, that it will because I just love it so much. Yes. I really enjoy it. Nice. It's more of a hobby for me, I think. Not a hobby. Is that does that it, like it's a I don't want I don't want to say like it's a hobby um and therefore not a legitimate business. It's that it's something that I I enjoy doing. So it, which
1: makes it feel like a feel yeah, like feel more like, of a hobby than work.
0: Yes. Which is nice Ooh. and refreshing. Anyway, how did we go? Good. Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the Cokes Australia Facebook and Instagram pages. That's Cokes, C-O-A-X. We'd love you to follow our social media pages, or you can jump onto the website, www.cokesaustralia.com. Thanks so much for listening.